Hey, welcome to Mike the Baptist. That's all I got. <laughs> it's the intro. <laughs> Sorry for the non-excitement, but uh, it is what it is. Welcome, H.D. Jones. Hey, good to see you. Brother Hodo. Right. You know who, by the way, uh, uh, welcome Michael Kunks, too. <laughs> Thank you, Jackson. I uh, just wanted to point out that Brother Hodo sends me a text the other day, and it was the replacement jacket for the misprinted Brother Hodo, or the Hodo Jones jacket that he got back in school. Yep. That was so funny. Glad I could help you out with that. <laughs> and he had it on. It still fits. Yeah. You said that was middle school, right? I think it was middle school. It's probably so eighth scary. grade, yeah. That was that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Either I ordered it way too big or I started to shrinkle in my old age. It mm. may have been a little both. Yep. Probably mm-hmm. a combination. But anyway, that was so funny. But mm. welcome back, fellas. Thank you. We're still uh deep into February now. Maybe not deep, but yeah, somewhere into February. <laughs> yep. Getting close to Valentine's Day. It is. It's and, almost uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Mm-mm-mm. What's the date for Super Bowl Sunday? The 11th. The 11th. Yep. Nice. Who's going to be in it? Two teams. Yeah. The AFC plays the NFC every year. Probably uh, a red team. <laughs> it's pretty safe. Yeah. Yeah. Bets. yeah. Anyway, good to see you, whatever the date is. www.miketobaptist.com. Old episodes, new episodes, audio, video, merchandise. Etc. Et Send us an email. Comments at MikeTheBaptist.com and just whatever's on your mind. That's what we do on a program, just what's on our mind. Yeah. So it's only fair that you send us an email and tell us what's on yours. Yep. Today on the front porch, I like to stir things up if I can. And what's a good way to stir things up? Bring mm-hmm. up something between you and your wives. That's yeah. usually a good way to stir something up, and that's exactly what I'm up to right now. I thought it would be nice to talk about on the porch today about how you and your spouse and or family decide where you're going to eat or what you're going to do when you're traveling. Mm-hmm. I thought that might be interesting to talk about. H, would you like to start? <laughs> well, I guess I would. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, life has gotten a little simpler without kids. Hell yes. You know, that's yeah. been a little simpler. Mm-hmm. Um, because golly, when you anytime you want to go somewhere to eat and you got three kids, and Micah was always the one where he wanted the opposite. Like if he loved McDonald's, and you're like, hey, you know what? Let's let's go to McDonald's. Let's throw Micah a bone. Let's go to McDonald's. He'd be like, I don't want to go to McDonald's. He'd like really, dude. <clears throat> but anyway, now that's just me and Susan. You know, it's the ongoing. What that do was you a want? very depressing way he said know, that. Right? <laughs> yeah. It's like now that's just me and Susan. Well, the decisions are a little easier, but it's always like, what do you want? I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. So I, we somehow make decisions. A lot of times it's not really that exciting. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know there is actually a restaurant in Alabama called I Don't Know? Mm-hmm. I have heard about that. Yeah, yes. absolutely. I've seen it. That's uh, pretty clever. So when your wife says, I don't know, you drive over to this restaurant called I Don't Know. That's so we need we need whatever made as well. Whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever. Those are restaurants invented by some dude who just got tired of the conversation. Now, the funny That's part right. about <laughs> our conversations is Susan is the nicer one in the relationship, obviously. Obviously. You know, so she'll be like, oh, it doesn't matter. And I'm like, okay, what about Mexican? Oh, I don't want Mexican. <laughs> okay, what about Chinese? Oh, I just had Chinese. So it really does matter. You're just trying to be nice about it. 
though. Yeah, mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. tells me that we don't really have to have just but just one of us tell the story here, and, <laughs> and we might cover most of what we're about trying to talk. Anymore. Do we just need to say ditto from this so point on? I, I, so far, well, I mean, y'all's life's probably a lot more exciting than mine. So, oh no, 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 no. I'll tell you what we do. We have those conversations, but and once in a while they just you know either one, both, or ever how many's there. Uh, get so frustrated that we wind up at the uh, first place that was brought up. Yep. And it's always the same place. So that's kind of how it goes. What's the go-to place? Uh, steak and Shake. Steak Where and shake. is Steak and Shake at around here? There's one in Hendersonville. Down I here. did not know that. Yep. I didn't remember that. Okay. It's near the Walmart. They, the have, Walmart. A good, they have a good flat, crispy. Oh, yeah. I love patty. Steak and Shake. Good I just didn't know there was one around. And, you know, that's not my preferred nice restaurant, but when I'm hungry – and my stomach is yelling at me, get me some food, then I'm gonna I'm gonna push the conversation around to getting something done. So you're hangry. When I'm hangry, yeah. it's time. It's time to shrinkle this conversation, yeah. get her done. Because I can only say I don't care X number of times and then it becomes kinda old to me to say. See I, I have don't certain care. things like I really like I don't mind going to a nice restaurant, but then, you know, especially we have these friends and they're kind of hoity-toity, yes. you know, and it's always like, <laughs> we want to go downtown and eat at the, you know, rooftop, something, something, something. And I'm like, okay, that means we got to pay for parking. Yes. I'm out. I do not. I don't want to drive downtown and have to pay for parking. And I'm you like, to pay a lot for your food. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. I want a parking lot. I mean, come on, people. <laughs> I mean, that's the reason we like, you know, Quincy's back in the day. They had a parking lot. You pull in, go and get your fat yeast roll, go on home, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so to my hoity-toity friends, I make them drive. That way they can pay for parking. That makes sense. Yep. Mm-hmm. Although you've just blown that now publicly. <laughs> oh, they, they're too good for this show. <laughs> <laughs> Not a lot hoity-toity uh, uh, about Mike the Baptist. I will right. say that uh, – we have uh, we have missed the hoity-doity boat just a little. Coots? So it depends on uh, where we're at. Uh, so, for example, like if we're in Disney yes. on one of these vacations, yeah. uh, we kind of talk about what restaurants have, like what kind of an experience, what the theme is, you know, because we're there for the show. We're there, you know, just to, to escape reality and stuff like that. So we, right. we have good communication uh, in good. that and, and, and work through that. Uh, the rest of our lives, it's whatever Janet wants. And uh, <laughs> we end up, it's like, uh, yeah, it, it keeps the peace, you mm-hmm. know, uh, because, you know, the last uh, front porch topic, you know, sent us to marriage counseling. Yeah. But today's, you know, right. we're, realizing whatever keeps the peace yes but i understand you discussed this with her before <laughs> because i want to keep the peace exactly <laughs> so uh hodo says that a very familiar conversation i'm familiar with is uh, what would you like i don't care what what are you want i don't care what do you want you don't have that it, it it happens yeah okay but it always ends up whatever she wants yeah but do, do you eventually get her to make a, a decision Yes. Yeah, she'll come to a decision. Uh, give me an H after the program. and <laughs> Give us some points. Yeah, we'll, write some, we'll write some of this down. <laughs> that'll, that, that'll be thing. in the book coming out soon. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I will buy it because that's that's a uh, so it's a common problem mm-hmm. on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, when you have a, a restaurant called I Don't Care, it's a problem. Well, I, I think that's so funny. I, I want to meet the guy that 
because he's, he's he's on solved it solved that problem didn't he mm-hmm. yep <laughs> what do you want I don't care okay I like that okay so I don't think any of us got in bad trouble here nope which well, is what yeah. I was aiming for probably because our wives okay. don't listen to the show either yeah, they, don't, they don't have a clue <laughs> they don't have a clue what we're talking about but <laughs> it's fun to you know imagine unless people we know that do listen come and say something to that's us. what now, i was thinking worse trouble, some of these hotty toddy people do that the hoity toities yeah, yeah they'll 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 be relaying messages yeah, they go right right to them so. <laughs> yeah uh okay so interesting it was still fun it was a good little uh, uh trot down a possible lane of trouble <laughs> didn't get all the way there but all, all of them can't <laughs> so uh i just want both of you know i still consider you guys non-hoity-doity friends <laughs> that's good <laughs> just the way we want it take a break come back talk about some stuff we found about do you listen to or watch Mike the Baptist do you wear clothes if so we've got some great news t-shirts and hoodies are now available at mikethebaptist.com just visit mikethebaptist.com click on the merchandise link and you'll find high quality tees hoodies and even onesies for the babies in a variety of colors all with the mike the baptist logo and familiar sayings from the program mike the baptist is a true labor of love no one has to pay to listen or watch the program but Mike and the crew have to eat. So a portion of each sale of a t-shirt or hoodie goes to Mike's local Kroger, Walmart, or electric utility. It's kind of simple like that. In order to keep the program free, we have to generate a bit of income to pay the bills. When you make a purchase, you're not only doing the world a favor by wearing clothes, you're helping keep the messages of Mike the Baptist on the air. Thanks for helping out, and thanks so much for being involved in spreading the good news. What a great planet. Hey, we're back. We're going to talk about some stuff we found in the Bible, and my preacher friends are going to lead us. How about it? We've been looking at the Gospels uh, here recently and some of the things that Jesus did. Uh, this week, we'll kind of dive off a little bit more some of the things that he taught. And uh, he has a way of touching some sore spots, kind of like we do in our front porch meetings. But Jesus has a way of kind of touching areas that are difficult. Uh, in some of the passage we read this week, he talks about finances. He talks about marriage. He talks about uh, pride and all those things that we have in our life. And so, you know, one of the things that kind of brought to my mind is why is it so hard for us to be a Christian? Why is it so difficult to live our life as a Christian, do you think? Mm -hmm. Man, living as a Christian is counterculture. And uh, society is all about me, 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 what I want, what feels good, uh, no rules, rebellion. And for us as Christians, uh, you know, we're trying to live according to God's word. And God's word has some very specific uh, boundaries for us on stuff. And when we try to uh, live by that, well, some people, you know, they'll, they'll take notice of that. But when we try to share that with others, um, it's just not very well received from the people that don't know Jesus. Uh, they're like, I don't want you telling me what to do. And kind of kind of can get rough at times. What was the original question? I was doing something else over why, there. Why is it difficult to live as a Christian? Oh, okay. And what did you say, Kunz? <laughs> <laughs> it's counterculture. Culture says, yeah, yeah, anything goes. 
God says, no, anything doesn't go. My way goes. It's, I mean, it, it literally is. I think we talked about this last week almost. It's my way or the highway. It's God's way. And nobody wants to be told that. The rebel. The rebel don't want to be told how to live. Uh, no. All right. No. Um, what What does this matter to the non-Christian that we got to live with? I mean. Well, it just I think it proves to them that we're a work in process, that we don't feel like we do everything right. I mean, I would hope people see that. We don't do everything right. And I know one of your goals is to make us look more normal. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, we're, we're really we're really mission accomplished. Normal, yeah. <laughs> we're really maybe even Abby normal. Uh, but you, you kind of have this thing that says, well, when I get saved, I'm never going to want to drink again. I'm never going to want to cuss again. I'm never going to – I'm going to want to tithe and read my Bible all the time and pray. And that's just really not the reality of it. It's a – it kind of has to build on itself and you learn and things get burned out of your life and then other things get put into your life uh having a conversation was at christmas and uh, some of my kids were kind of getting in a fight and really it came down to one of my kids was really like okay if all of us have the same holy spirit in us and all of us read the same bible why are there so many different opinions about how to live as a Christian. Why why is it okay for this person over here to play golf two or three times a month and not go to church, but this person over here, oh no, you gotta be in church all the time. Why why can this person drink a beer and be okay, but this person over here is like, no, you can't drink beer. You know, and and I kinda laughed since we've kinda had a Star Wars theme with uh Michael's uh Bon Voyage <laughs> rally with us. But I looked at him, I said, so you'd be happy if we were all stormtroopers, that we all looked exactly the same and did everything. And he said, well, it would make it easier, you know. And so I think we do struggle in holding each other accountable and why are some things easier for some people. Some people never cuss again, just never cuss. Mm-hmm. And then there's people like us that's trying mm-hmm. not to cuss. And why, why is that so hard? Well, because it's uh, uh, it's not human nature. We're born with a nature that's not. We've got this sin nature. Yeah, we're born yeah. with it. It's just in there. Well, in the, in the world that we're living in, it's still it's not helping it. Dominated by sin. Right. And I mean, we're we're still living in that same effect that you know came into this world with Adam and Eve, um, and that's not going to go away until our Lord comes back and remakes everything new and all that's obliterated so it's going to be we're going to be keep getting these road rashes because mm-hmm. we're going to keep falling we're going to be going against the grain it's 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 going to be hard i think that's for me that's one of the main things you know we talk about mark the baptist trying to dumb things down make it simple is really my goal just make it simple because if i'm talking to the world who's not saved they don't. They don't understand this language that we use. And I, I was thinking a little bit ago about how we do church. You know, we're in the Southern Bible Belt here, and it's easy for me to get so comfortable in that atmosphere that I don't consider that the rest of the world, uh, when you get outside of this my little area, is not necessarily like that. So I kind of I can really easily fall into this place where I'm I'm totally consumed with this little bubble I'm living in mm-hmm. 
But if I run into somebody at the airport that's not in my little bubble, do I? Am I so wrapped up in this other mindset that I can't even communicate with them regularly anymore? Mm. What good am I? Uh, what good am I for being a witness to somebody if I can't communicate with them how they communicate? What good am I really doing a, a good service to my religion? Right, and that's one of those things. You know, that's why we always uh, are talking about disciplines. We got to constantly keep doing this stuff. We got to get out there and engage in our society. We don't conform to them, but we are out there among them sharing that truth. Because, yeah, you know, uh, growing up, church 70s, 80s, uh, churches are booming, doing good, and people just in the church got spiritually constipated. They kept getting, 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 and they never gave, Mm -hmm. you know, and they forgot how to share Jesus with other people. And uh, we have got to be on our game and not get to that point. So if we keep doing it, well, we won't be afraid. Do you all think it's changed? Like, do you think like the culture we live in in America, is it changed where what we did in churches 20, 30 years ago might not be as effective now? I'm sure. Yeah. I mean. There's always new things that, well, society changes. We have to figure out how to reach them. Yes, I mean, my gosh, my church doesn't have service on Sunday nights anymore. And we have coffee. That's terrible. And yeah, and you can take it in there and drink yeah. it. Oh. Yeah. So that's, that's I guess that's my question in conversation. There is, do we need do we need to be as a modern day Christians? Do we need to be a little bit more aware that everybody out there is not like our the people in our little bubble. Mm-hmm. I like the people in my bubble, but yeah, and I think that you know your bubble is really about should be more about let's get together and hold one another accountable. Right, definitely invite people to come and be a part of it, but kind of sharpen That's sharpen right. our skills. Yeah, how you grow. So then when we go out, because when we go outside of our bubble, we're going to be hit with a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. For example, one of the things that Jesus is teaching about in the scripture we're reading this week is marriage. Well, have mercy. I mean, marriage is just up for debate in all of our culture, and I would even say in the church. I mean, you know, it's like, is it okay to be divorced? Can you be divorced and remarried? You know, does a can a deacon serve if they've been divorced? Can a pastor serve if he's been divorced? And and we have all these opinions, and it really becomes, it really just becomes a headache and a heartache trying to figure out the right things to do to minister to people, and at the same time hold up what God's design was. You know, God's design in the beginning was this is one man and one woman right. who've not been sexually active and they've not you know that they have this close intimacy that they bond together and then this is the this is the cornerstone for what it means to have a family and then we get in our culture today and maybe even not to faults of their own so many of us have grown up in divorced families or blended families or whatever and so we kind of have a different perspective about it so how do we go back to what God's purpose was and help train people but not beat them down so much and then be able to communicate to the culture because the Lord even knows the culture is totally obliterated what marriage was supposed to be. I mean, just totally undermined it. 
Uh, yes, and I, I would venture to say that uh, some of us good old Southern church people are almost like a freak show to most of the culture now. Yeah. I mean, just for a lot of the culture to imagine that your whole life is wrapped up in going to that church mm-hmm. and all those people in that one place, and that's kind of your because it does become your family and your life and yep. if you're involved in it at all it, it it does do that but i i would venture to say that especially if you drive up across the mason dixon line you know we're very foreign this is a foreign uh our lifestyle is a really foreign thing to a lot of people that just i think about jesus you know when Jesus in the story in the Bible where he walks up to the woman at the well, that famous story, did Jesus walk up to this woman as this ethereal being glowing with might and power? Or did he walk up to this woman and just said, hey, what's up? <laughs> no, I'm serious. I mean, I might have dumbed that down a little too much. but so in the this Hebrew, woman with all of, this woman with all of her problems, yeah, correct, and her life. Yep, I'm picturing, I'm picturing a woman out here in today's culture with similar problems and who's all alone over here and feels very ostracized. If I walk up to that woman, not knowing her, with this, uh, with my little churchy attitude, is she going to give me the time of day and let me talk to her? It just makes me think, did Jesus approach people as that, or did he, he might not have said, what's up, but, <laughs> but wouldn't he have had to relate to In Hebrew, to they sounded more like, <laughs> yeah, they had the, in the Hebrew, every other word has to have that throat clearing thing. It's that or Klingon. Thing. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm proud of you. Star Trek and Star Wars in one episode. I do think we do, we learned some wonderful things about Number one, Jesus said, I have to go through Samaria, which most of his posse did not want to. Mm-hmm. That's that side of town. We would, we would as soon walk 10 miles around as have to go through Samaria. Mm-hmm. Jesus says, I must go through Samaria. So number one, he was purposeful about going there to meet her. He did not label her. And I think that's what we do sometimes. We label people. Oh, oh, you're living with that boy, and y'all aren't married. Oh, 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 okay. Oh, you've lived with another guy, too. Oh, okay. And we don't mean to do that, but we're just trying to, in our head, process, okay, what what are their needs? But we do. We label. He didn't label her. But he also didn't shy away from her problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the other thing, too, that we have to be careful that – we don't beat up on people, but we also don't celebrate. And I think that's where the church has gotten a bad rap recently. Um, whatever your thoughts are on it, we're being beat up because we don't celebrate other forms of marriage. We are, yeah. Not It's not as we won't accept it, but we won't celebrate it. And, you know, we have to be careful. Uh, Jesus didn't celebrate her sin, didn't make fun of her sin, but he also didn't celebrate her sin. And so... We kind of walk that thin line of how do we provide truth to them without being one self righteous or uh, dogmatic mm-hmm. about it. And I think the way you do that is with love. He did it with kindness, That's right. and and she because she was amazed. Why is it that you, a Jew, 
are talking to me a Samaritan because mm-hmm. y'all usually hate us. So he busted through that boundary. Why as you as a man are you talking to me? Because that didn't usually happen either. So he busted through that boundary. But he also didn't applaud her sin, and he also didn't leave her in her sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have a responsibility to be truthful with people. Mm-hmm. But you have to earn that right. Well, and there again, it leads to what I'm thinking about Jesus in that situation. Did he saunter up there and did he small talk a couple of minutes before he got into that? I I think he probably did. Yeah, there was more to it than yeah than probably what we get in the scripture. Yeah, because if I'm going to learn something personally, if I'm going to learn something from Jesus, then he has to, I just have to see the human side of him, mm-hmm. or I can't relate. I can't relate to being God. <laughs> So if I'm going to learn something from Jesus and what he did, I have to think in terms of there had to be something human that he was doing, just like the lady. I I, I think he had to talk to her there for a second before yep. he could just you know, lay all this info on her. One of the things that I've learned in in, uh, in chaplaincy, which is, is just another form of ministry, uh, chaplaincy is first and foremost a, uh, a ministry of presence, mm. and that's exactly what Jesus did. Mm-hmm. He went and he was in her presence. He he spent time with her, mm-hmm. and that is one of the most valuable things that we can do for anybody. Nobody can pay us for our time, and she acknowledged that. You know, why are you here? Why are you talking to me? And that ministry of presence, just loving that individual enough just to spend some time with them. And then going from there, and doors will open up, the conversations can take place, and they're going to be receptive as they start to realize, you really are interested in me as a person. And I think I'm going to tune into what you have to say. And we can that gives us the opportunity to share this truth. That's exactly what Jesus did. He did not shy away from it. He told her exactly what she needed to hear, what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. But he did it in a way he earned that opportunity really to, to share this truth in a way that she would receive that. And as a church, that's what we need to do as individuals in the church. Spend the time. Build that relationship. Something just dawned on me. I've had an epiphany. Uh-oh. Is that a word? It yes, is. it is. Uh, this is what God does to us. I think he cares enough about us that he's interested in us. And if we understand that for a couple of minutes, we'll start talking to him about some stuff. Hmm. Isn't that the same thing we're talking about, about us doing that to other people? Right. Interesting. If he didn't come to us, we'd never find him. That's right. And that's why we have to go to other people. And, again, part of what church fails at sometimes is we feel like, you come come visit us at our church, and we'll give you all the answers. When really, we should kind of flip that a little bit, and we should go out to where they are and yeah. build relationships. Hmm. You know, nobody wants to be told they're doing something dumb or doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. But if I know somebody cares, if I'm if I'm standing at the fuel pump and I'm trying to put diesel fuel in my car. And some old boy walks up and goes, "Hey man, how you doing? Da da da. Can can I tell you something? And yeah, you're fixing to kill your car. You're you're putting diesel fuel in there. You're gonna kill your car. Oh yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for catching that. But if he just walks by and goes, "Hey idiot," you know, that's what I was picturing. That's where I thought he was going. You're not <laughs> you're not going to uh, you're not going to be receptive to that. And uh, and too many times we look at people who've made bad choices and. 
messed up and we look we look for the opportunity to kick them further down than to just meet them where they are mm. now i will say you can't leave them where they are right but again that's that takes time that takes time right. yeah that and really it comes with just like you said that presence they know it that's right let them voice it. You don't have to voice it. Everybody will tell you their story if if they know you'll listen. Yeah, I just had a, had a fellow yesterday that I was talking with, and uh, uh, he was lamenting some about choices he'd made earlier in his life. And he's like, you know, uh, I wish I had, you know, hindsight, you know. He's like, uh, if only I knew then what I know now. And it's like, well hindsight's twenty twenty for everybody we yeah. all make dumb <laughs> right. dumb decisions but you know what you're here now and we've got the future you know we've got today we might have tomorrow we don't have to make dumb decisions today shameless song plug i wrote a song one time called turn around yeah there's a line in it that says are you standing at the end or a brand new place to start hmm Okay, that's all I got. No, that's that's good because that's really the power of the gospel. Um, the power of the gospel says, "Bring me all your mistakes." That's what God wants. Bring bring me your dirty laundry, bring me your trash, the things that you're embarrassed about, the things that you know you haven't done right. Bring that to me. Let me clean that up. Let me fix that instead of you trying to fix it yourself. Um, one of the things that I tried to instill in my kids, which never worked as good as I wanted it to, but I learned this as a kid. The quicker I yelled uncle and asked my dad for help, the better off I was. Mm. Yep. There's a there's a lesson right there. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I remember vividly I ran his F-150 off a ditch. Front tire went off the curb. And I was scared to death I was going to get a whipping. I was going to be in trouble. And so in my probably 15-year-old mind, okay, I'm going to get the jack out, and I'm going to jack this thing up where it's high enough, and then I'm going to get in the truck, and I'm going to gun it, and I'm going to jump and get back up on the curb, and Daddy will never know. What I didn't take into consideration was the jack was still there, and it got hung up under the truck and made a bigger mess. Hmm. If I'd have just stopped right then and said, I've made a mess, he could have brought the tractor, pulled me out, wouldn't have been a problem. But I tried to fix it myself. And so, you know. Uh, you just led right into where I like to go right here. When, when we get to this, and that's what I'm saying to anybody listening, you've made a mess. I, I know it and you know it. And I'm not making fun of you because I'd stand right there beside you and go, yep, me too. Mm-hmm. Quit trying to fix the problem um, through your your ways an attorney your job I'm going to move some people just I'm going to move and start a whole new life no you're not you're taking your crap with you because you're the problem stop right where you are and just surrender that to God and you say well I don't even know what that means well exactly that's why you just surrender to God just just look up give up and let him start working on it and what you'll find is these things that God wants to make better in your life they will get better. Now it's going to take time. It's not a it's not a magic pill you take, and then tomorrow you're you're all 100. percent But again, he's working with you and for you instead of fighting against you. Another a friend of mine, Casey Morton. You guys know Casey Morton. Uh, wrote a song once too, and the line in it says, "Listen to your father, 
He's only looking out for you. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's pretty good words right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. If it's in the ditch, holler out to him. Holla. <laughs> I'm full of those today. You're getting sentimental. Jesus said, what's up? <laughs> holla back. If you're in the ditch, say, holla. <laughs> good thing about that holla is he will, he'll hear that. Yep. Take a break. Come back. Thank you for listening to and watching Mike the Baptist. We hope you get something out of these programs and that they bring you a bit of joy and hope. This year, we want to ask you to help us grow our listening audience by simply sharing these podcasts and video episodes with your friends on social media and in the real world. Our goal is simple. Talk about our faith and how it affects our lives using common language, just the way people really talk. The message really is good news for people who are already churched up and for those who aren't yet because the good news isn't something we're given to keep to ourselves. It's meant to be shared. So we're asking you to share this year by telling others about the foolishness and the fun on Mike the Baptist. Happy New Year. We're just Christians trying not to cuss. Hey, everybody, it's time to play America's almost favoritest new game show, Any or Audi, where we challenge our guests to figure out if a phrase we give them is actually in the Bible or out of the Bible. Sharpen your wits, guest. You're about to be in the hot seat of Bible stuff because you're the next contestant on Any or Audi. Here's Mike. Welcome back to America's Almost Favoritest New Game Show. I say almost because the whole planet doesn't know about any or Audi yet. We have a kind of a little uh, uh, closed market for any or Audi, but that may change soon. I've been kind of monitoring whether or not it's going to work. You remember when a long time ago I said I didn't want to make coffee mugs <laughs> until I knew the program was going to be around because I didn't want those sitting on the shelf people make fun of saying, see that? That never worked. <laughs> But then, you know, we got a good year into it and looked like it was going to stick. In your outies, the same. Been really kind of watching in your outies, so the time is near. For, I still think we need a t shirt with a big belly button that says <laughs> in your outie. I forgot about that, but. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> that would actually be appropriate for this program and oh, how there's lint in the belly button. <laughs> right. How we do All there'd have to be. <laughs> And some jewelry. <laughs> Getting fired again. Uh, we already got off track. But the good news is both the preachers have an in your outie for us today. Let's get right into it. Coots, what do you have? All right. I'm going to play off of one that came from last week. Okay. Um, so we're we supposed to remember? Yeah. I don't know. I don't. We lost twice last week. <laughs> yeah, I did remember that. We're a bunch of losers, so yes. let's see if we can do better today. So okay. is this uh, an any or an Audi? It is a freckled spot that groweth in the skin. Oh, my goodness. Oh, now I know why this one came up. Because last week, Brother Hodo, freckles was in your list of things that may or may not be in there. And freckles, you said, was not in there. That's right. And Coons had that look on his face where, you know, he kind of looks up. Kind of he's, squints one eye. And he he's looks found a translation and, that agreed with it. Yes, <laughs> it hurts. we we had a big discussion about uh, the new 
equal library. easy read version. Easy read version. Well, our New Living Translation. We things like that in it, which might have. So now that's interesting that Kuntz has come up with possibly a verification of what he was thinking originally that freckles is in the Bible, or he is pulling a really dirty trick on both of us. And it could be either one. I know him well enough now to know it wouldn't bother him to do either one of those. Okay. What, what was the question? <laughs> Is it in or, in or out? Freckle. In or outy. <laughs> Is it in or outy? That's the question. The, um, the phrase. Is it a freckled spot that groweth in the skin? Is it a freckled spot that, that groweth in, in the, the skin? skin? That's just silly. <laughs> I don't care if it's in there or not. It sounds really silly. Uh, Brother Hodo, my pastor, I'm going to ask you for your gut reaction. Is it a freckled spot that groweth in the skin? He said groweth. <laughs> King James. Yeah, I just picked that up. Oh, But now, Shakespeare people did that too, didn't they? They went out of freckle. But they'd put a TH I, on it. I mean, that. you know, freckle, all I know is from my studies that freckle was not in there. And it was a concordance that tells you all the words in the Bible. But it is a translation version. So it's possible that you could find some other translation that maybe would have translated a word that they would say freckle. Like a spot on the skin. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still going to say no, cause just because I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that too. But but this is the kind of conversation I could talk to you all night. I know, right? My, my, uh, my gut is telling me you're asking me, Jackson, is freckles a word that would have been around back then? <laughs> <laughs> kind of like zit. I don't think zit was around back in those days. They had them. But they probably <laughs> called them something different. It's probably a much more serious sounding yeah. affliction. What, keep, what keep are you saying? Pocket. Are you saying howdy? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying howdy. I'm going to go with you because I think Koontz is trying to pull a trick on us. <laughs> Koontz, we believe that is an Audi. That is an Audi. Okay, uh, Leviticus 13, 39. Oh. Then the priest shall look and behold, if the bright spots in the skin of their flesh be darkish white, it is a freckled spot that groweth in the skin. He is clean. Freckled, not freckle. Freckled. He said freckle was not in the Bible. Freckled with a D on the end of it, is in the Bible. You know what just happened? I don't. You're right and wrong. <laughs> I don't know what just happened. So I feel a little woozy over here. So you lost okay, this so round, but he's right from last week because just the word freckle with it's no D, I don't think that's in the Bible anywhere. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What translation was that? that that's King James. Really? I'm just You would have think they would have gone with mole. <laughs> Mully, 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 mully. Okay, so if you have a hair growing out of the mole, no, no, hair growing out of a mole is not in the Bible. I'll go right now and say that one. Oh, be comes careful. Hmm. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Okay, that's a loss, though, right? We'll take the loss. Yeah, whatever. We for lose. the interest of. Okay, HD. What do you have now? It's revenge time. We know that you like. I'm a little too tired. Revenge. I don't know why. I'm just too tired. So <laughs> if I can remember my phrase correctly, okay. In the meantime, in the meantime, is that phrase in the Bible? In the meantime, hmm. in the meantime. Well, I could see Coons 
Well, yeah, you can see me. Right I'm right here. here. <laughs> That's why yeah, everybody likes to see me. That's why we're doing a video. A safe thing. Safe. <laughs> I can see where that would be in there. I can go with that too. I can say gut, yeah. In the meantime, so it's like you know, two Bible cats sitting around talking to each other a long time ago, <laughs> saying that you know someday what's we're up? Going yeah. to yeah, what's up? We're going to a land you know that was promised to us. But in the meantime, while we're waiting. <laughs> <laughs> While we're waiting, what is that freckled spot on your arm, pal? Uh, what do you think? I, I, I'm I'm good with any on this one. Any. And so this it's just simply in the meantime. In the, in the meantime, meantime. kind of like is this in the category like the Bible says therefore a lot and whatsoever <laughs> stuff like that. And hmm. So now we get to in the meantime. In the meantime, I'm in. In the meantime, I like it. I like that phrase. Let me ask you a question, though, Kuntz, uh, because you're educated. Uh, meantime, would that have been a word that was back then? That's a loaded question because we were debating whether freckle would be in the Bible <laughs> or not, too. The intelligence is oozing <laughs> on this program. <laughs> you could just, it's probably coming out of your uh, computer. They, did, they didn't say it in the uh, native tongue, but, you know, in the uh, King James translation. translation, why not? Man, you know what would be fun to be on the translating committee, <laughs> I don't where you get to the words. You know that means this. <laughs> In the meantime, time. In the meantime, you're saying any. That's I say any. I'll Let's go any. with you because you. Said no, it I first. went with you. You said it first. Oh, I'm saying any. I'm oh. I'm agreeing with Jackson. Okay, so I'm confused, but but we We're feel in. like we have an answer. We're in any. <laughs> in the meantime. <laughs> It's such a blunt clue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> He's tired. So, John four thirty one says, Meanwhile, uh, the disciples were urging him, saying, Rabbi, eat. But, another translation does say, in the meantime. Uh, there you go. Here so, we did we win? We won. Yeah, we, we got him. Yes. The gut yeah. wanteth. The gut wanteth. It was me. I thought it was you that said no, that. No, you started off. I think that's in there. Maybe I'm tired, too. <laughs> You did good. Either way, it's fun. It's always fun. It's a lot of fun. That's all I have there. <laughs> That's good. Okay, so we'll be right back to tell you goodbye. Thanks for playing any or Audi. Hope you won something. <laughs> oh, wow. What a great contestant and a fine sport today on any or Audi, America's almost favorite new game show. Study up, future guest people. You're next in the hot seat for any or Audi. Okay, hey, thanks for being with us again. Uh, Kuntz, you might be remote the next time we see you on the program. We don't know yet. All right. We're in some discussions about how to do some of that. All I do know is you are not becoming untethered from us, even though you're heading to East Tennessee. You're still going to be tethered to us. And uh, we had an interesting conversation a little earlier about the difference that Kuntz is about to step into at his uh, new place because the people at my church uh, are so uh, insane and wildly different that we feel for you a little bit uh, walking back into a normal situation. You're going to have to color more inside the lines. (laughs) (laughs) But you'll do good because you're a a good dude. Well, thank you. uh, We appreciate you around here. And I know that uh, from listening to people talk about Mike the Baptist programs that you're appreciated there, too. Oh, yeah. So, Thank you for letting me be a part of it. It's been awesome. Oh, 
and it will is. be awesome. Yeah, it still is. Yep. So I don't like goodbyes. So nope, I'm not either. telling you that. <laughs> I'll tell you goodbye, H, because I'll see you. <laughs> thanks, H. D. Jones, Michael Kuntz. Yep. I'm Mike the Baptist. We're just Christian people. Trying not to cuss. Yes, that's us. Darn it. (laughs) (laughs) Darn it. Nothing else to say. Mike the Baptist.